ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 227. And today, uh, we're doing a family show. We haven't done one of these in a while. And uh, I am joined right now by Florence Bullock, a.k.a. Glitbiter. Hey. <laughs> and I'm here with Marco Mare. Hello, everybody. And uh, Mike is on assignment. No, what? <laughs> Again? <laughs> I'll just be honest here. I think he's asleep. He must be asleep. Yeah, he must have had a big night. So hopefully he wakes up while we are uh, recording this because uh, I commissioned that lovely artwork and I don't want to have to leave him off the cover mm. if he's uh, not here. But I will because I'm very particular about mm. making sure the cover art looks correct with what's going on. And so. I mean, you can just put a big red X in front of his face. Yeah. <laughs> just for just for this one. Yeah. yeah, maybe I will do that. Um, and of course, uh, today, uh, Marco has some awesome uh, music picks for us. Because, you know, we restructured the show a bit, and we're doing the live show, and uh, there's no more high five. And so I wanted to make sure that Marco still gets his picks in. So now Marco's going to lead the way and um, curate the show. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I figured that's what you want to do. Thank you for being so considerate, Andy. I know I've, I've kind of haven't played anything in a while, so I'm kind of missing it a little bit, but uh, I figured that's what the plan was, and I've got some great tracks this week. Very good stuff. So. Well, I like great tracks. Now, I should say, we did have a little catch-up uh, a few weeks ago on the live show, and... Uh, what did we talk about again? Uh, nothing good, so <laughs> we can just pretend that didn't happen. It was just, okay. just nice to hear your voices. You know, it's been a it's Aww. been a while. But, uh, well, we were chatting before we started uh, recording the show because we were talking about stupid Wish.com. <laughs> and for everyone listening, like, you all know Wish.com is that shit that gets advertised on Instagram and Facebook where they keep trying to sell you really weird items. Mm-hmm. And there have been several where it's like a pair of pants and in the diagram, they have like a fart cloud like shooting out of the back of the pants. <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is to suggest that the pants are breathable or something. Like, I think that's what it is meant to imply. But whenever I see them, I just think like, hey, it's fart pants. Like, that's all I, That's all it looks like to me. Who thought of this? I don't know. Like, I, I would love to meet the person who does all the diagrams because it's the same <laughs> thing to sometimes you'll see a product and and not know what the product is. Like, there'll be, like, a hot lady in a dress, and it's like, is the product the dress? Or the lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 I am buying a lady here, right? That's where I thought this was going. Well, no, because, like, (laughs) I, I admit I worded that incorrectly. You'll see, you'll see a woman in, like, a full outfit, you know what I mean? And then it, that's it. Like, that's the ad. And so it's sort of, like, unclear, like, what aspect of this advertisement is the product. Yeah. There's this thing where it just shows a person with, like, weird, like, blue plastic in their mouth exposing certain teeth. Like, 
you would see in a dentist office, but I don't know why you would buy one of those for yourself. Like a <laughs> tooth isolating plastic film for your mouth. Like, I don't know what. I get advertised weird shit. It's hard to explain. If I. I wonder. <laughs> I think this would be like a fun game. Go on Wish.com and then try and explain with words what you're looking at. Because like when you see the pictures, they're like, they're crazy enough on their own. But when you actually try and explain what you're seeing, it's like, ah, it's like a rubber dick that goes in your pants. Like sometimes there's these things that are like really weird things where I'm just looking at it like, what is this product? They really do have some random shit. It's fucking hilarious. Has anyone actually bought shit off Wish before? I actually bought, I bought a thing off of Wish. You did? Recently, last month. Because, so I was looking for this one thing, It like a a phone a portable phone charger but it's in the shape of Totoro what's Totoro and in the shape of what Totoro Totoro what's that my neighbor Totoro what what the fuck guys are you serious it's a Miyazaki film Mia Mia what What (laughs) I know that part but I I don't I don't know though I don't know this movie no my neighbor Totoro it's just if you google Totoro just google Totoro and you'll see Totoro how do you spell that T-O- T-O-R-O. T-O-T-O-R-O. Yeah, there's Totoro, and there's the mini Totoros, and there's Cat Bus. What the hell is Cat Bus? You guys are missing out on a lot of things. I'm so out of touch. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. I want to be hip this year, so we're going to learn all about Totoro. And Marco, why don't you uh, play me a song? All right, I got a song here from I Am Anolis and his much-anticipated, brilliant new album called I Am... Uh, it's available at IamManolis.com, and uh, the track I picked off it, I had trouble picking just one. It's called Breakthrough.
night, and that was Breakthrough by I Am Manolis. And that was uh, Marco's first pick this week. Yeah, he makes really good Vaporwave, too. Original Vaporwave stuff, not that, you know, rip-off shit. So, so uh, Marco, did you figure out what Totoro was? You tell the audience while I... Uh... I don't fucking know what it is. I can't even find it when I Google it. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. This is, like, not hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I was waiting. Sorry. It's okay. I'm sure. <laughs> playing Predictor 101 for that because he just ingrained it in me because he does it all the time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's what she said, jokes. <laughs> so it's his fault. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> all right, look, before we get uh, carried away here, I got to do some uh, Patreon shout outs. So just uh, for you guys listening, uh, we record these family shows usually weeks before they air. So if you're a new donor to Beyond Synth, uh, this list is slightly out of date. So uh, if you just recently uh, joined the Patreon, you'll probably hear me read your name on the next show. Anyways, uh, I would like to thank, with the 88, it's Robert D. Bishop, a.k.a. Collector, and Mr. Chris Dance. You guys are the kings, and Mike Shima, you're a pretty cool guy with the 82. Did you meet, you met Mike Shima, didn't you, Florence? Yes, I did. I did meet him. I met him in San Francisco. I've never met either of these people. I think I had a big, long conversation with Robert one day. You know how you can meet these people? (laughs) (laughs) How, Florence? You can get your passport. (laughs) That's right. (sighs) I don't know. So explain Totoro to me. So Totoro is an animal? Sort of. Yes and no. He's a, a being, like a mystical being. He lives in the forest. Some kids find him. And it's a very strange story, but you should watch the movie. I know everyone got all excited because they were like, all the Miyazaki movies are coming to Netflix. And then I think later they're like, but not North American Netflix. Oh, that's bullshit. So it was like, well, then why the fuck did you say that? Unless I, I'm, I'm mistaken here. Hold on. Did you, uh, hey, Marco, do you have a picture of it up? That's weird. It looks like a rabbit slash, I don't know what the fuck it is. He's got a Cheshire cat mouth. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> that's a very dismissive exactly. That <laughs> This is my wish.com story. So I know that there is a Totoro-shaped external phone charger, and I wanted to get it for my friend. And Amazon did not have it. And I was like, I know this thing existed. And it's so cute because it's like this external phone charger in the shape of Totoro, and the level of battery is seen by his teeth, which light up. It's adorable. That's cool. And I was like, I want to get this for my friend, but Amazon doesn't have it. And I Googled it and wish.com had it. And I was like, oh, should I do it? I'm like, fuck it. I'll do it. And I ordered it like well before Christmas, right? It took like a month to get there. It was ridiculous. But she received it. And, you know, it didn't have any, like, extra dicks on it or anything. It was just (laughs) what it was supposed to be. So it wasn't, like, Totoro with, like, fucking dicks for ears? No. (laughs) I don't believe so. Yeah, ordering things from China is a little weird. Yeah. I ordered a coat and... uh, And it came with a virus? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only problem with jokes like Sorry. that is there's, there's the potential for them not to age very well. <laughs> you know, we're like five years later and the population of Earth has been like whittled to half and it's like... But um, the uh, that was dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. And I had to deal with China Post 
And of course, uh, the thing didn't arrive on time. And then they're like sending me to a website that's just full of fucking like Chinese characters. So I don't understand what the website means. And I'm like, oh, it arrived. And then I got the notification on Amazon that's like, it's been delivered. I'm like, nope. No, it hasn't. No, it has not. And then it did arrive, but like a month after it said it was delivered. Yes. It was, and whatever. This is dumb. The fucking woes of ordering from home. I ordered a poster from China once. But you know, if you sent a poster, you send it in like a cardboard tube. That's the only logical way to send a poster. Right. But no, they sent it in like plastic. Oh, so of course it gets here and it's like the edges are all crumpled. And yeah. Yeah. Crumpled? God, I hate that. Crumpled. Crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> it was all crumpled, and I was like, dude, like <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to call them crimples anymore. <laughs> It was, like, ripped and in terrible... It was in terrible shape. And so I, like, contacted the company. And this is from, like, Amazon, too. Hmm. Um, it wasn't off some weird website, but it was just a seller on Amazon. And I was like, hey, like, what is this? Can I... Re- can I get my money back because look at this. So I like had to take a picture of it and they're like, okay, send it back. I'm like, why do you want me to send this back? It's weird because I've never had a problem with Amazon. Like when I, when I, there's one time a porch pirate stole my Batman Blu-rays. A porch pirate. And then another time. That's so cute. (laughs) I've sent back a good like four or five things in my time and it's never been a problem. I think the thing is what I really like about Amazon is how um, is how good they treat their employees. You know, because I see all these stories all the time about how great Amazon is with its employees, and that's why I really like doing business with them. It seems like so much fun to work in those factories. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yep. Especially those iPhone factories. Uh, well, that's China. That's something else. Hey, man, you know your workplace is fun to work when they put nets around the building so you can like jump off and go like wee. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and that really is. Uh, All right, Marco, uh, play us some more music, man. All right, so there's a new compilation out that just came out a couple of days ago. I don't know when this episode's going to air, but when we recorded this, it came out a couple of days ago. It is uh, basically uh, a compilation with a lot of different synthwave artists. It's called To Australia With Love by Stratford CT. Um, it's available at stratfordct.bandcamp.com. Uh, as you imagine, 100% of proceeds go to Australian Bushfires uh, Relief Fund. As you know, a lot of Australia is on fire and they've had a lot of trouble over there recently with a heat wave. But uh, there's some really good music and it's for a good cause. But uh, the track I singled out from it is Delora with his new one called Vision.
right, and that was Delora with the track Vision. So it's Stratford CT is the label, right? Yes, and to Australia with love. So we'll put a link up to there, uh, and that is uh, obviously a good cause, and you should support it. And it was also brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Mr. Jacob Wick with the 4488 and City Hunter with the 42. And did I mention Jacob Wick? Yes, I did. And then in the 2666 Club, there's Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. And Hugh Hefner says, I like the family shows. Good. All right. So you should. I'm sure they're real happy today with this nonsense. Fucking Mike's asleep. So when you, uh, Marco, if you go to Rhode Island, yes. then do you, you drive it? You uh... Yeah, we usually drive over there and get a hotel. I mean, last time, we, it's actually at, uh, I can't remember the name of the place, which has got like all these function rooms. Um, it's a really nice place. So it's kind of, it would be cool to get a hotel room there, a little bit pricey, but you know, if you get too drunk or tired, the room's right fucking there. But we, we did get a hotel just down the road, which was like within walking distance. Yeah, we drive there and, and stay for the three days. And um, well, last time I drank, I honestly drank more booze than I've ever drunk in a three-day period. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I'm going to try and drink a little bit less this time. To be Maybe one night I'll get really drunk. But the problem is if you get drunk the first night, the only way to start feeling normal again is to drink. So that's what where the the loophole I fell into. That's my f- worry because like I, I get hung over pretty easy uh, and I know I like I change my drinking habits and I I don't really do the beer anymore because that like makes me more hungover but yeah yeah like I feel like the first night I'd be so excited to see everybody and that's I, what happened to me I would fucking hate it you know to spend all that money to fucking go there and then be like sick the second day and then just miss well, out because like Jazzy and I were really sick the second day and it was yeah. like <laughs> it was mad I mean we didn't get out of bed till like we were awake but I was like I can't get up like I'm fucked mm. and there was a lot of shit going on the next day on the Saturday and we were just like no we're not getting up and I don't think we got up to like three in the afternoon or something crazy. I mean, we were just watching TV or whatever, but in the room, but we're like, no, I can't get up yet. My stomach's too queasy. And it's funny because Jazzy was like, I'm not drinking again. This is it. You know, like when you go to the, oh, fuck, I'm not. And then sure enough, like by 7 p.m., she had her first drink again. So yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> There's really not a lot, a lot I can fault about that one. I mean, it's. It is a huge room that it's in, so there's plenty of room to move, and it doesn't really get too hot. Um, the only thing I could say that could be better is that the bar's a fair walk from where everybody's performing. The place is huge, so it's like a three, four minute walk to get to the bar, which kind of sucks. And you can take you can take your drinks from there and take it into uh, the area where everyone performs and that, but there is no bar set up there, which is, you know, when you're drinking a lot, it's kind of, you start end up missing out on some stuff. So that's the only complaint I could ever possibly have. Everything else is perfect. Just get a segue. <laughs> segue. Or a really long straw. <laughs> really long straw. <laughs> you probably buy it from wish.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get like, you know, just buy a whole ton of straws and then just tape them all together and then just have it like run to the bar and then you like call the bartender and just say like, dip the fucking... I forgot what I was saying mid-sentence. I was like, I was about to say dip the spoon in the drink is what I was going to say. Sounds like a euphemism. Because I don't even know my own fucking scenario. <laughs> uh-huh. So Florence, yes. How you feeling? Fine. Did you like Star Wars? Yeah, I did like it actually. Mm. I hear such mixed stuff about it all the time. It's... I enjoyed it. It was not a perfect movie. True. But I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. 
It was definitely better than Last Jedi, right? Or whatever that one was I called. I think so. You know what? I don't know that it is. I, I, ah. This is a weird one for <laughs> I me. I don't know that it is. <laughs> I think that The Last Jedi, despite me not liking the story of it and what they did with the characters... I think it's a more coherent film, like like it like it's more a movie, like with a proper film structure. I feel like Rise of Skywalker is just sort of a mess. It was like really just a collection of scenes that you just be watching. The, now we're on this planet. It moved really fast because it was basically two movies in one. And this is the thing that I've been trying to figure out what's worse. I said this on the show already, so this is not like a new thought. But Last Jedi ma- made me feel emotions, emotions like oh, were, that were negative, like where I was depressed by the movie. (laughs) But I didn't feel anything when I watched the new one. Like, I wasn't excited or sad. I just sort of looked at it. I was so detached emotionally from the movie that I didn't care when things happened that were dumb. (laughs) When they would do these new things with the Force that were like, what? Like, normally, if I was really into the movie, at that point, I'd be like oh shit like teleportation with the force like that's fucking weird or whatever but since this movie I was so tuned out as I was watching it that like they're teleporting shit I'm like oh whatever oh you can resurrect people with the force cool whatever oh it's lightning like shoot ships out of the sky okay oh the emperor's fucking shooting electricity that's bouncing back at him and he doesn't stop (laughs) and that's what kills him is because he's getting killed by his own electricity that he is shooting so he's disintegrating himself, and he doesn't stop. So dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> well, that's that's how his face got deformed in episode three. Well, I've always been unclear of that. No, but that was because he was drawing too much power. Oh, at, wait. From, no, because right? that wasn't him actually hurting himself. It was just. Yeah. But I was I've heard bouncing it. off. It was bouncing off of Mace Windu's lightsaber. Oh. See, I've heard right? different interpretations of that scene. Like to me, when I watch episode three and see that sequence, it's unclear. Like I don't think it's directed properly. Because when I watch it the first time, I'm like, why is he melting? Like, what's happening here? I've heard nerds try and say that. Well, he's a Sith, and that's actually his true Sith form, and really when he's Palpatine, he's hiding it, but here he's like, it's like the facade is lifted, and that's what he actually looks like. But also, it doesn't look like the electricity is hitting his face. I I think they could have done it clearer if that is, in fact, what is happening. Because I also thought it was also a way of tricking Anakin. You know what I mean? Like he's allowing himself to look like he's like he's being injured so that Anakin feels sorry for him and then kills Mace Windu. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's like part of the plan. Like, look, oh, I'm dying, Anakin. Sense. I'm dying. And so like Anakin has to help him. Okay. But even that is then not clear. I Hey Mike, are you here? Yeah. I'm here. Mr. Mendoza decided to turn up. You know what? <laughs> I was up all morning since six AM and then I just I decided I'll show up. Okay. Well, we're already like <laughs> mid-show, just so you know. So you're you're popping in in the middle. Well, it's so funny that I I laughed because you were like, and then so it's like they were tricking Anakin. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are, Can we like not talk about what this for like would one we hour? Be talking about? Yeah, Holy what else would we be talking about? Oh my God. Let's talk about Tokyo 2020s coming up. Let's talk about the fucking China virus. Let's talk about... We already did. did. Donald <laughs> Trump. Let's talk You're late about... late for the party. Okay, good. So, hey, Marco, we're going to... Uh, yes. We'll get up to speed here. We'll get Mike up to speed while we listen to his song. So what do you got? All right, there's a new album out from Volta. Uh, 
some really good dark stuff uh, with some chiptune influences in there, I guess you could say. Uh, the album called Swarm by Volta is available at volta.bandcamp.com. Comes highly recommended. Uh, the track I picked to play off it is called Space Drift. <laughs> That was Space Drift. 
by Volta. And that was Marco's pick, and that's a fucking cool song. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Clint Dowling. There's Anthony. Alex Seligson and A Star Apart. You guys are all fucking cool. And we're back here with the Beyond Synth family. And that is, of course, Florence and Marco. And Mike Mendoza has woken up. Hello, Mike. Tokyo 2020. Welcome, Andy Last, to the broadcast. So justify your fucking sleeping on the job. <laughs> justify this? Mm. I didn't remember it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a, I don't have any excuses. The reason I was late is because I didn't remember this. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Florence wakes me up on my Fitbit. My phone is always on silent. But luckily now I got the Fitbit and so I get the, the vibrating wrist. Ooh. And then so Florence Fitbitted my wrist earlier. <laughs> I was like, I was like why is Florence calling me? Is she returning my weird late night craziness <laughs> call? Is that so that's why I that's why I didn't like immediately call Florence or whatever. I was like, oh Florence is just returning my call. And then I look, and there's a whole bunch of notifications, a bunch of you clowns messaging, and I'm like, oh my god, right, we <laughs> were supposed to be recording. In some way, you're the clown in this scenario. I don't know about that. I'm like, I'm like always like the coolest one in the world. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the new Star Wars movie? The new, what, The Force... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just you did just wake up, didn't you? Star Wars, uh, uh, the Force. Um, I thought Episode it was. Uh, I thought it was weirdly compacted and too fast. Um, the pacing was terrible. There were too many things that were trying to happen. Regardless of specifics, I thought as a movies, it was like it was sloppily hashed together. Hash browns. Hash browns. I could use some of that. <laughs> I just took this vitamin that's like an energy vitamin, so I'm waiting for it to kick in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> like speed? It's a chewy gummy that has caffeine plus L-theanine, and I haven't had it before, so I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. I don't even know what that is. In lieu of uh, tea or coffee, I just don't. I don't have the patience for making tea or coffee. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a give me it's a, a gummy complicated and, like, procedure. Let's see it happens. <laughs> no, no, it takes so long to do. Jeez. Listen, a modern day businessman doesn't have time for this kind of stuff. My one positive, though, I will say, I actually I liked C three PO in the movie. I think he was my favorite part. <laughs> Which one was he? <laughs> 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 oh my God. Well, see, you laughed at that one, but the joke was supposed to be uh, the one with the red arm or the one with the yada, yada, yada. But the first half of what I was saying was good enough, so let's yeah, go yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ruin it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought he was good. I thought I thought his lines were good. I thought his fucking, like, fake-out sacrifice was stupid. The more, like, if you actually think about that movie... It makes no sense at all. Uh-huh. Like, like at all. I don't think there's a single part of that movie where, like, so Luke was working with Billy D. Williams to find some dagger that some old Jedi hunter left behind, and they don't find it. But then Ray and them get sucked into fucking quicksand, fall underground, and then the thing's just there. And it's like, wow, like Luke gave up pretty easy considering that little patch of quicksand was right in front of the guy's ship that had the fucking dagger. Like, and then when when they lined up the dagger, 
I'm sorry for people who haven't seen the film. There's a scene where, like... <laughs> well, it, uh, it sounds like you're describing a bunch of fucking nonsense. And, like, no, no, you're highlighting the fact that the movie seemed like a really bad 80s cartoon. Like a TV show, you know, the bad ones. Yeah, it sounds like you're describing a 80s cartoon. Yeah, like a really bad cartoon that you're like, oh, I'll give this a watch. And, like, a bunch of stuff happens and it's stupid. But then, like, it, you know, it's inconsequential. Because, like, they're just, they're making it up as they go along. That's, yes. Because the part where... <laughs> She, they, they find the first of all the fact that there is wreckage of the Death Star is a problem for me because in the movie when the Death Star explodes it like vaporizes yeah remember like there's a big explosion with like a fire ring and then like there is nothing left but then somehow there's like full on chunks of the Death Star that like still have working doors and stuff she takes the dagger and pulls out a little compass from like the hilt of it and matches it up to the wreck and then that's how she knows where the fucking the triangle thing is she's looking for. Yeah, see, it works in the Goonies because they did that kind of stuff sparingly, but this movie was just like every single minute was there some kind of fantastical nonsense. So it was it was very weird. They could have at least explained that she felt that thing with the force. She could have said, wait a minute. I'm sensing something right here, right now, randomly using the force. Mm-hmm. This explains yeah. the next thing that I'm about to do. <laughs> It just came out of nowhere. That would have made way more sense. I wish that was the dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm experiencing something randomly right now with the force. (laughs) And then Han Solo pops in and he's like, that's not how the force works. I think also I was a little disappointed by how little Luke was in it. Yeah. Like he had one scene. They went, I mean, it was like he was the Obi-Wan character from Return of the Jedi. It also didn't look good. That special effect with the lightsaber thing, like it didn't look good. That scene was very Marvel-y. Yeah, like Marvel superhero movies. Like when he caught the thing, it's like I I get what they're doing, but it's like it didn't work for me. Like okay, it, I think it was just too late because this sort of like kind of puts the topic to bed for me. So that should be happy for the listeners. Is <laughs> you know with the Last Jedi, the way that it frustrated and depressed me, there was still this opportunity. Like, what happens if the Rise of Skywalker is actually like a really good movie? Then I'm going to have to contend with Last Jedi because now it's like that weird part two that connects you know a fun movie and this really good one, right? But since the Rise of Skywalker to me isn't a good film, and I felt so like apathetic through the whole thing and just didn't give a shit that when it was over, I was like. I think I can comfortably say that this trilogy was a dream. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just didn't happen. Because the third movie ended on such a weird note where it just felt like, is this even real? Like, is this actually happening? Like, the Emperor's back? Like, it just felt like a dream. Also, the... Although, like, I... Obviously, like, I know what they were doing with the Leia scenes because they, they had, like, the leftover Carrie Fisher footage. Yeah. But it was so cringy. Yeah. You knew what they were trying to do, and it was just so... It was really terrible. You could tell that the characters were interacting with, like, a pre-recorded thing. Also, to her responses, you know what I mean? Like, they were, they were trying to mm-hmm. use them, but it was just sort of like, well, Leia, we better go on a mission now. And Leia's like, oh, droids. It's almost <laughs> yeah. almost as um, bad as, like, when late night shows take footage from a Senate meeting. And they're like, look, Senator McConnell, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they ask weird questions and they just like fill in weird answers. Like, so, uh, so Mr. McConnell, do you like to go poopy pants in your diaper? 
Yes. Oh. Well, like Weird Al used to do. Weird Al used to do those interviews on MTV. Yeah. Where like he'd take real celebrity interviews and ask them stupid questions. Like it did it did feel that way. It also felt like her voice was recorded with like a different microphone. Oh yeah. The yeah. audio quality of her voice was just different. It's like you know when you watch a movie from the seventies, like yeah. how just I was literally watching Deliverance yesterday and I was noticing that all the different audio and all the different lines and takes were clearly from different angles and like distances and like you yeah know? yeah and like modern yeah. day movies don't have that because they try to make it consistent well pretty much the way they do that is they adr the whole fucking movie yep that's why like you know when you watch big blockbusters they always have that sort of sound because i think they pretty much if it's a superhero film i think they re-record everything like I think it's all ADR. They do that for most all all like big Hollywood movies. Because like I was watching that college TV station that I like to watch, like a torture. <laughs> like uh, like it, it's like I watch it and I'm like, oh god, you goddamn kids! Have you never seen a fucking television before? <laughs> like it's it's like when you watch a bad movie, it's you have to ask yourself, has the person who made this never watched a fucking movie. How could they be producing this kind of content? They must have been an alien from a different planet. And maybe uh, maybe they're bad at being an alien from a different planet because Third Rock from the Sun is about that concept. Third Rock from the Sun is a reboot of Mork and Mindy and that was a great show. Like <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> tangent you're on. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's all these <laughs> levels of like high quality stuff that your mind can jump to mm. when you when you think about like bad movies and bad TV. I just get really upset. It disappoints me to see bad stuff. No, I understand. Uh, look. Oh, wait, hold my one comment about the Force Ghost thing. I think that thing looks weird to me because Force Ghosts don't do anything but stand around and look. That's all they do. So when we see them do anything else outside of that, it looks unnatural. Like, the Force Ghost, like, special effect on him looked weird and cheap. It was very blue. Like, if you were doing your own Force Ghost um, video on YouTube and you were, like, trying to recreate, you know, how it's supposed to look, it looked like it was supposed to be a Force Ghost, but, like, there were all these newer, unnatural elements to it that mm -hmm. just, it took me out of it. Yeah, it was, like, too modern. Like, why didn't they just do it like they did it? In the 80s Yeah Like Alec Guinness Is just slightly translucent And then has sort of Like a white Kind of glowing line Around him Like this time Luke was full on Like emanating Like a blue light mm -hmm. And he was in Like an action pose I want <laughs> I want Marco To play me a song Alright I got a new track here From <laughs> he's, awesome He's been there The whole time Just <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. <laughs> so I'm just listening. I am listening. <laughs> Sorry, we spoiled it. No, I don't. I really don't care. After that last fucking Star Wars movie, I had to turn it off. At that scene where Princess Leia started flying around like Mary Poppins, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> All right. I literally turned it off. I didn't watch it after that, so I'm kind of a bit over it. I did watch the fucking Han Solo movie, which I didn't mind. I thought it was alright. Good popcorn movie. It wasn't great, but it was it was good. It was it was good. So anyway, the track I got is um, <laughs> <laughs> from awesome Brazilian producer Flavio Labar. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Andy's probably the expert on that, but uh, he is a producer at, that is at the forefront of this chill wave sound that is going around at the moment. I really love his stuff, and he's got a new track called Synesthetic.
All right, and that was synesthetic. That's a tricky word to say. It is. By Flavio Labar. Hopefully that's how you say that. Flavio, if you're listening, can you tweet us and tell us if you're a synesthete? Synesthesia is when you, um, is that like when you like taste colors? Yeah, that's when you experience multiple senses for one trigger. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I would like to say that that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club. There's Restless Nights, Honeybeard, who was just on the show a few weeks ago, Tim Carlton, and Johnny Five. And we're back here with the Beyond Synth family. It's Marco, Florence, and, and, and Mike. So, Marco... Yes. <laughs> You're a very quiet, quiet boy over there. What's been that? Quiet boy. <laughs> quiet boy. I'm just looking outside the window at all the snow and shit out there. I can't wait for summer, man. We talked about this last year, but that's... <laughs> Let's talk about the weather again, all right? It's, that's the reason why I left New York. It's the, it's the fucking winters. Yeah, but it's all changing, man. It's the climate change, yeah, man. I feel like at least... The months have been pushed forward by one. Feels that way. Because pretty much when I was a kid, it was very consistently like started to get cold in November. Maybe there'd be a little bit of snow halfway through November, like a little dusting of snow. And then once Christmas came around and December happened, it was just winter. Then January and February were really fucking cold. And then March, it started raining, and we got, like, a saying, right? Like, there's then the April showers bring the May flowers and stuff. And now we're getting, like, fucking ice storms in April and shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even work, like, because we had a fucking... We had a rhyme about it. We had a rhyme about the April showers bringing the May flowers. And now we have these weird ice storms that, like, fucking confuse everybody and stuff. And so I think everything's been shifted. You know how, like, the air has, like, a different smell during different seasons? Mm-hmm. It also has to do with the asphalt. You just wanted to say that word. No, it's true. Like that's why rain smells so good sometimes when you just like go outside. Rain smells terrible in LA. That's it's the reason why raccoons like they rub stuff in water is cuz they can sense it better and, and they smell it better and What? <laughs> <laughs> I, what are you talking about? Oh, that was great. Just like, Marcos what? <laughs> uh, that is cute how they rub their hands in water all the time, though. I love that. Oh, yeah, I think that, that is my point. So cute. Raccoons are the cutest, but um, rain smells not as good in LA because it doesn't rain here enough. So when it does, it just it's whatever. Probably rains like acid. Well, is it, is it the same over there? Like I know where I'm from in Perth, Australia, we get like three months of no fucking rain. And then when it rains, the problem is all the oil and shit on the roads. It just makes everything slippery because the water just, I mean, you can actually yeah. look at the water on the roads and you can see that. Oh, yeah. You know that like rainbow color shit? It's like, anyway, you've got to be real careful. That's to oh, drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, because we get like 12 months of no rain pretty much. And the, But like during the winter, we get get like an occasional like little occasional few days where it rains it depends though because it's been really sporadic because a few years ago like maybe two winters ago we got a ton of rain and it actually it like really helped with the drought but people in LA don't know how to drive in the rain it's no, really fun so Florence where does the LA river come from I thought it was the Colorado river but it's not I don't fucking know <laughs> come on <laughs> tell me about your interregional geography skills Interregional. Let's figure it out. You know what I find fascinating? I watched a documentary about that weird lake that used to be out there somewhere in the valley or whatever, and and then it all got dried up and salty, and 
people had to move away and shit. Oh, the Salton Sea? That's it. The Salton Sea. I've never yeah, been there, but, weird, um, but yeah, no. I, I saw that movie with James Franco. What movie was that? The Salton oh. Sea. Wait, I thought that was with uh, Val Kilmer, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm looking it up. Mm, I think it was uh, James Franco and Bob De Niro. Old Bobby. Oh, <laughs> 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 Bobby. What? No, hold well, on here. It wasn't Bobbert Bobber De Niro. It, it was some <laughs> other big actor. Andy Garcia? <laughs> no, it's Val Kilmer. He's right. Is it Val Kilmer? Yeah. yeah Val Kilmer. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm always confusing Bob De Niro and Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> really? How do you confuse those two? The Los Angeles River. <laughs> it's a confluence of two channelized streams, Bell Creek and Arroyo Calabasas. That's interesting. In the Canoga Park section of the city of Los Angeles. Now you know. I, I don't know. I do know. Okay. I thought it was like an extension of like one of the major other rivers. No, I guess not. I never even looked that up. Interesting. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is good. I've learned something today. Here, maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> Andy just said, maybe I'll just learn something. <laughs> uh, wait, Mike, I have a question for you. Do you know what Totoro is? Yeah, from the uh, Miyazaki movies. Thank you. Okay, because before you joined us, I was mentioning Totoro to Andy and Marco, and they didn't know what Totoro was, and I had to explain to them what Totoro was. The both of you guys? <laughs> the both of you guys? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> hey, if I learned anything from Andy, uh, this is what Andy says. Everything's new to someone. Yeah, and Totoro's new to my fucking dumb ass, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to watch them. To be honest with you, though, I'm not even fucking paying attention because I'm reading these. You know when you open up the browser, like the web browser, and there's just like news stories for you to read? So listen, listen to this. It's, it's from Bloomberg, and it's called How to Steal 50 Million Bees. What the fuck? That's important. Wait, bees as in mm. like buzzing bees? That's some clickbait right there. Clickbait. Why would someone want to steal 50 million bees? Uh, 50 million bees. Is every winter apiarists? I don't know that word. Is that a bee farmer? Apiaris. Apiary. <laughs> Apiarist? Apiarist? From all over America, rent their hives to farmers in California, attracting the attention of some very specialized thieves. Very stung thieves. Well, Dan Terminus has got a cool story. Apparently, his neighbor stole all his fucking bees, which is just real weird. I was like, what? It's, how do you even do that? This sounds like a plot to a, a movie. Bee pirates? Bee pirates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like the porch pirates that fucking steal my Amazon packages. <laughs> I know. That's where That's where I got the idea. Let's write this as a screenplay. It's a good idea. It's like, uh, it's you know, coming out of nowhere. What a weird story from Rolling Stone. Two kids decided to sell guns to the government. Let's see what goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they also stole some bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same guys from the first movie. It's the sequel. <laughs> Listen, we tried guns. It didn't work. <laughs> Who wants a bag of bees? Listen, we tried to sell the bees to the American government. They said no. So now we're going <laughs> international. What a weird last name. Cuniff. C-U-N-N-I-F-F. This is like the, the guy in the article. Lloyd Cuniff felt terrible about trucking his bees to California, but fate had painted him into a corner. I like... Stupid articles. You know, people was like, I'm a writer. You know, like, just say what happened. Look, I took the truck to fucking California. Some kids jacked it and stole my bees. I don't think that's the actual story. I just made that up. What are they going to do with them? Sell them on the 
bee market? I don't know. It says Cunif piled 488 of his 489 bee boxes, 24 to a pallet, onto a semi-truck trailer. Hold on, Marco, you want to play me a song? And I'm just reading this dumb article. That was a really weird segue. That felt forced, Andy. So, well, <laughs> That felt very forced, mate. That I'm sorry good. to force you, but... Uh, Which Star Wars movie is that? <laughs> yeah. I feel a little uncomfortable. Take it up with HR. <laughs> Force Awakens. All right. Uh, Are we doing improv right now? What the fuck is going on? Look, Marco's going to play a song. That's what we're doing. Yeah, man. Get with the program, man. We tied it all up like a neat little Harold right there at the end. Remember all the jokes from earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love us. There's an awesome new album out by Turbo Slash. Um, it's out at New Retrowave Records, um, available at newretrowave.bandcamp.com. The album's called Speed. Uh, it's got some pretty cool tracks on the album. Uh, the one I picked to play off it is called Mega Drive Overdose. <laughs>
it, and that was Mega Drive Overdose by Turbo Slash. Another pick from Marco on this lovely family show that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Did I say pattern shift already? I think I did, but he's a cool guy. Got a guitar. And then there's Kempson, Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, and Blake Peterson. Hey, Gregorio's got a Twitch. I keep meaning to watch. I think he's playing some games. Cool. So I'm going to pop in and say hi to him. So when you see the title Turbo Slash, what does that mean to you as an Australian? That means like a really fast piss. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I thought. a fast piss. Turbo Slash. Do you, Mike, do you play much video games? Oh, this is random and offbeat, but just curious. If Is there anything you're playing at the moment? Not new ones. I don't play new games. Well, you play mostly retro stuff then? It, or? it mostly is, and it's not like an interest thing or like, you know, oh, I don't want to play well, new like, stuff. How it's, old? Like, is it like Super Nintendo shit, or are we talking like 10 years ago? Or Right now, I'm on a, I'm on a PlayStation 2 kick. Cool. And the games are like $2, $3 at the used game store. And I'm buying a lot of movie games. Uh-huh. I bought Minority Report, which is a terrible game. Oh, wow. I never played that one. I bought a game based off of Bad Boys 2. It's called Bad Boys. Boys 2 Miami Takedown <laughs> and it's got two voice actors who kind of sound like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence but they're definitely not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're cracking jokes and I think there's cursing it's sort of entertaining the gameplay is not as fun as like I just want to watch them be funny but I was thinking about doing my own Twitch series with that because the movie just came out the number three and uh, I was like let's play this bad boys game on PS2 online and see what we can do because I played like the first level or two and it was interesting but it was kind of terrible and I feel like (laughs) it's good content to like let's breeze through it online now is it playable yes it's got an auto lock feature it's like third person shooter Um, so it's pretty easy it just tends to get repetitive I I used to love 24 the show and I played like 24 the game and it was um, clunky. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd be like, I thought maybe because I like 24, I'll enjoy it. And then I was like, this, this, those games are never good. Yeah. You know, games where you run around and it's like you're driving a car or like a go kart or something. Like, your character moves in such a weird way. And like, when you turn left or right, like, the whole body seems to lean weirdly. The last <laughs> licensed game, movie game that I remember playing that I actually enjoyed, and I'm not embarrassed to say it is on, on PlayStation 2 as well was that Scorpion King game that was one that was actually kind of fun. <laughs> Ooh, Scorpion <laughs> King. I would get that. No, it was. It was, oh, like, it was I, really good I combat think that's a, I think that's going to be my niche is like movie games. There are people online <laughs> who are like, we're going to Twitch and we're going to play old games and like they're terrible and we're going to talk about how bad they are. And I feel like, yeah, everyone's doing that, but specifically I want to play fucking the Johnny Mnemonic disc that came out in 94 or 95 or whatever. Um, there was also a Wild Wild West like point and click adventure game from '99 that I want to get. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's on oh, the PC, no. so it's easier to stream. But I lo- I love the concept of that. Sh- I had a Power Rangers Game Boy game that was awful. It was so bad. And of course, uh, I, I'm, you guys must have played like the Jurassic Park games, like on Sega or, or Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think they, they were two different games. If I, you know, that how sometimes there would be like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis games, and they were actually just different games completely like they weren't even ports of each other yeah one of them was like a top-down adventure kind of thing and then the other one was like a side-scrolling action game but i forget which one was which the side-scrolling action must have been the genesis one because that one you could choose to play as alan or you could choose to start as a raptor and like eat humans (laughs) 
It's cool. No, it's an interesting game. I never got past like level two. I don't really. <laughs> I love referring to classic games as interesting. It's the fun way to look at it. It's very interesting the decisions they made and the. I I'm also like big into pop songs that go with movies. Like, did you know that Billy Idol wrote a song called Speed for Speed? Nope. And it plays yes. over the it plays over the ending credits, and it literally he's like. Speed! <laughs> Give me what I need! Yes! Yeah, speed! <laughs> yeah, that was a good song. Come on. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good Billy Idol song. I think it's funny that um, there just is a pop song that goes with it. Like, you know, like Adam's Family yeah. Values or. Yeah, they stopped doing that shit, right? Yeah, and I, 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 I want to be the guy to revive that. Like, Modern Night should be the guy to write pop songs for yes. movies now. I was saying the same thing in the 80s. It was such a popular thing, but they actually made really good pop songs to go with the movies. Like, yeah. you know, like, like Footloose and, and, and um, you know, um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yes. Ghostbusters was a big one. Um, St. Elmo's Fire. You know, there was just so many good ones. There's a dude on YouTube called LB Rain who does that. He writes, like, fairly shitty pop songs for movies that don't need pop songs. <laughs> I was just about to say, what if I start doing that? Because that sounds interesting. But did you say, like, his songs were shitty? They're just, they're funny. They're not shitty, necessarily. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to tell him what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. You do that, Mike. You're in trouble now, Florence, with LB Rain. <laughs> Is that what you said? Actually, some of the songs are actually really good. Speed! <laughs> well, I gotta shout out Hot Dad, because me and my girlfriend reference it all the time. He's so silly and funny. The songs... Hot Dad writes TV theme songs that are like... They're titled the TV show, like Home Improvement and uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's got a he's got a one hundred track oh album where it's all just like TV themes. But but the joke of it is he doesn't he hasn't seen half of those shows, and so he just <laughs> makes the song based on what he thinks the show is about. And and he gets like the, some of the details right in the thing, and the music somehow seems to reflect the theme song, but it's not a cover. You know what I'm saying? Like your brain can make the connections, even though the song sounds completely different. Yeah, no, Hot Dad's really funny. We had like a big long talk, and I'm I'm just I don't know if it's going to air before or after this one. My girlfriend became a stand-up comedian because of him. He has this X Men song, and he, he basically just says the name of the X Men. It's like X Men. Cyclops, Beast, and then the one he goes, Storm. And so we love that. And then the next one is Jean Grey. My girlfriend's like, Jean Grey? How come she doesn't have an X-Men name? Got Beast, got Cyclops, Jean Grey. That's just my human name. <laughs> what do you think? Like, she she goes on these, like, stand-up tirades. And I find them funny every single time. It's like, yep, that's so true. Woo! <laughs> My girlfriend is my own personal Sinbad. <laughs> That's what I'm always looking for in a woman. Uh, look, Marco, it's music Want time. Want to play me a track? Yes, please. The Final DJs has finally brought out a Synthwave album. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I remember interviewing him in 2014, and he was talking about bringing out a Synthwave album at Rosso Corsa Records, and uh, it's finally happened in 2020, and it hasn't disappointed. The album's called Memories of the Future. Uh, like I said, it's available at rossocorsarecords.bandcamp.com. Really good stuff. And my favorite track off it is called Sunrise.
right, and that was Sunrise by Final DJs. Another Marco pick on this lovely family show. And that was a cool song, and it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Ashley Keegan with the 2049, and Andy's Laugh with the 20. <laughs> Andy's Laugh. And then uh, Rachel Buchman with the 1985, Murat with the 19. 19- 84 and uh and we're back here with marco and florence and mike um we're just having a gay old time florence yeah are you having a gay old time always <laughs> i love how angry you are whenever <laughs> <laughs> hey florence your turn just like what well what about can you tell us about your experience on how it was at nam would like oh, to know about yeah. that yeah so i went to nam which, for those of you who don't know, NAM stands for the National Association <laughs> of Music Merchants. Oh, uh, I thought you were to say, for those of you that don't know, it was this big old war that happened yeah. a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's what you've been I went to NAM. I went to fucking NAM <laughs> back in 72. But no, so there's another NAM, the National Association of Music Merchants. And it's basically a big convention that they do in Anaheim every year. There's a guitar section, there's a synth section, there's a drum section, there's like a software section, pro audio section. It's like basically everyone, if you make music, if you're in the music industry, you go. Networking wise, to play around with stuff. It's basically like on the like showroom floor, it's basically like guitar center, but times a million. And it's kind of awful because it's really crowded and it's like very overwhelming. I thought Times a Million was going to mean that it was good. I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, wow, that's great. And then you're like, no, well, no but it's actually. Guitar Center is terrible. <laughs> so, you know, like a lot of it is just a bunch of like guys who are like, I'm in a band and I'm playing like this guitar and look at me and like trying out drums and synths wow. and stuff. And like, it's cool because you get to see all like the new synths, but like half of it, it's like, well, I don't really need this. It's always someone who's trying to be self-aware enough to be like, oh, I'm not trying to show off, but they are fucking showing off. That's like, yeah, of course. it's it's it, that's all it is. It's like whether they're on the drums or on the congas or on the synth or on the fucking DJ turntable, someone's always like doing something there's always a guy in the guitar section going <laughs> yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like yeah <laughs> like what the fuck that's what nam is uh well no thanks i basically went and i just like met up with a bunch of people it's hard to find people because it's very crowded but so it was a lot like herding cats and trying to like <laughs> figure out where we're gonna go next that'd be a cool festival yeah just herding cats festival (laughs) so i i saw some really awesome people holly from parallels was there cool and she's in she's in la now so i'm very very happy about that um i saw casey from alpha quadrant scott who is elevate the sky tim who's the problem of time i met chris huggett which was Uh exciting because i've seen chris in various places but no one has introduced me to him so that was cool that i actually got to meet him all right he's very tall he is very tall and very noticeable yes he's extremely tall and then I also met Megan McDuffie as well. When you met up with him, did you know you were going to meet up with him? Or was it just sort of like a, hey, you're here too kind of thing? Kind of. But I mean, yes, in advance, I knew that these people were going to be there. And we had plans to maybe just like say hi, at least. Mm. So, I, I mean, some of it was just like, oh, like, I'll meet you for five minutes and then we'll go on our separate ways because we're on kind of a different path. 
But, it, you know, those are at least some of the people who I saw. I'd say that same thing, but I'd be like, I'm on a different path in my life. You know what I mean? Like, if I met up with some of those people and be like, you've made some decisions I don't agree with, and we're just going to part ways here. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) End joke. Joke over. When when I do robot voice, I instinctively also do the arm motion where like I do like the rigid arm thing and talk. And I don't know why I do that when you guys can't see me. Well, I mean, can you do the voice without the arm motion? Let me try. I am. It's really hard not to. Negative. (laughs) See? It's like you just need to do the stupid arms. You kind of have to do it. Yeah. Because, wait, you know that? You know, like, the water drop noise? Um, wait, let me do it. Wait, shoot. Thank you. That. That's cool. I I always wish I could do that. I learned it from Cameron and Ferris Buter. Buter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Buter. Ferris Buter's day out. That was the fucking Harvey Corman version. Roger Corman. Fuck. (laughs) Would he be the teenager role or would he be the Rooney role? Who is Harvey Corman? Harvey Corman is the hilarious guy from all the Mel Brooks movies, from all the like 60s comedy shows. He's Hedy Lamar from Blazing Saddles. God damn it. I think these pills got me fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. Um, Well, I was going to say. That that water drop noise, like I need to like flick my finger to like on my cheek in or, in order to do that, but like I can do it without it, but it's harder to do it without like <laughs> flicking. It's it's really weird. It's super weird. Andy, edit in some drum roll music. Florence, you're up. Do it. No, I did it like five times. Oh well. Like <laughs> like a minute ago. <laughs> Andy, play the cymbal. <laughs> I just did it again. <laughs> I'm doing it. Did you hear? Without the thing? Without, no, without no I, flick, can't, without I can't do flick. it. I can't do it without the thing. Oh, that's, that's what I was setting you up for. Do it without the thing. Andy, drum roll again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it without, without it. Aiden's trying to do it. The girl who I mean, is secretly a robot inside. I mean, I can I can try. But the girl it, like, who is secretly a robot inside. Yeah, it's based on the picture. What? The Jordan, the what? image, you know, the we're all like I'm the glowing light guy. Marco is the cyber cock demon. Oh right, you were talking about the uh, the cover art. Okay. okay. Um, look, Marco, play me some more music. All right. <laughs> well, Allison just brought out a new three track EP called Sunshine Girl. Um, really good stuff. No stranger to the show. Uh, it's available at allison4.bandcamp.com. The track I picked to play off it, and I'm going to dedicate it to my wife because it's her birthday. It's going to be always in my dreams because um, Jazzy is always in my dreams. So there you go. Enjoy.
right, and that was Allison with the track Always in Marco's Dreams. Well, you like playing Allison on this show, eh? You like I like Allison too, so I think I played it once before and I think you've played uh his stuff before as well, so yeah. But the, the real name is Always in My Dreams. Uh but Marco dedicated it to his lovely wife whose birthday it is today, although this will air several weeks later. So happy belated birthday, Jazzy Mars Cat. Happy birthday, Jazzy. I love you. <laughs> and look, that was brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters. In the $15 Club, there's Six Mil, Hampus ML, and Ken Giroux, and Chatterack. And we are back with the uh, Beyond Synth family, Mike and Marco and Florence, just trying to make funny sounds with your mouths. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to Tokyo 2020? I don't even know what that is. And every fucking time you can bring up Tokyo 2020. (laughs) Like, I know what that... The only thing I know about Tokyo is Uh. Fast and the Furious 3. The Olympics is, like, the biggest event in global sports. And everyone should be looking forward to it because it's amazing. And NBC is always the channel that it's on. <laughs> and Al Riker goes to Tokyo. You fuck Al have a Roker. Good time fuck this you summer. for bringing him up. It's like, you just, <laughs> it's like you have a nervous tick. Like whenever there's a microphone on you, it's just like Al Roker. You're like you're holding it back. Like you have to say Al Roker. But like, I do think it's like now it's in my comedy like <laughs> repertoire when I'm talking to you to bring it up. It's like I'm trained now. Al Roker's a national treasure, and I went to the same high school that he did. What does that mean? We're connected by academia. Do you actually like him? Yeah, I like him. I like Al Roker. Like, uh, I would like to hang out with him. He's hilarious. He's silly, but he knows that he's, like, being corny. When he does, sometimes he'll be like... Like, the way that Keenan makes fun of him on SNL, Al Roker now does, because he, like, knows how silly it is. Mm. Lester Holt was on there, too. One day he filled in for Craig and they did a jog around the outdoor plaza thing. And Lester Holt, he's okay, Lester Holt's a professional news guy. They put him in on the Today Show to fill in for another guy. He was nailing it. He was like, "Uh uh-huh, smile on my face and playing along. Then they went outside to do a jog. They, like, high-five fans around the square who are waiting Rockefeller Center. And he was, like, he was kind of trotting, kind of jogging, all smiling, definitely weird. He was like, what am I doing out here? Hoda was like, we have to jog. And Lester was like, I'm just going to (laughs) walk. It was very interesting, man. See, when you talk about this stuff, I wish I had, like, the power to do, like, the cartoon thing where I press a button and like a boxing glove like flies out of your phone and like punches you in the head like like the boxing glove on the fucking spring thing Uh, it's fun to talk about things (laughs) I just took a drink of water you asshole (laughs) (laughs) like I literally as I'm taking the drink of water it's fun to talk about things Piece of shit. I was fucking choked anyway, myself. Anyway, so maybe maybe you don't look forward to the Olympics. I think you're the only one looking forward to it, mate. But when it's on, <laughs> do you watch it? Do you care? Absolutely not. Are you Canadian proud? Uh, no. I mean, if I find out about our medals, it'll just be like, if it's trending on Twitter, it'll just be like, Canada's silver. Like, okay, we did it. <laughs> I did it. That's what I say. Anytime, anytime Canada gets a medal, I'm like, yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> You, I'm great at the luge. Do you ever watch a uh, skeleton? Mm. Do you ever watch the opening ceremonies? That's no. interesting. At least it's like four hours of like no choreographed stuff that takes I, like two years to prepare. I literally watch nothing. 
when it comes wow. to the Olympics. I do not have... I have less interest in that than uh, in... <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> hey, Marco. Play, yes. Play me some 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 stuff. Some, 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 no, but I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I used to love watching the Olympics when I was a kid. Now I don't even know who won. I don't know one event that anybody won in the, from the last Olympic. I just don't even. Anyway, all right. So I think the last pick I've got is Turbo Knight has got a new track out called Move Your Body. It features Damocles. It's available at SoundCloud at the moment for streaming and other streaming platforms, and it's really good. I like it. I like this track. I like you. (laughs) 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 That was awesome. There's always at least one of these particular moments between Marco and I on every one of these episodes. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Marco and I share this, like, little... Secret love with each other. You guys don't have any idea about. Well, look now we're gonna now we're gonna all share this uh, this uh, good song here. So this is uh, this Turbo Night with Move Your Body, featuring Damocles.
Knight, and that was Move Your Body by Turbo Knight featuring Damocles. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Mads Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And we're back on this uh, lovely family show. And I should point out right now that Florence had to run an errand, uh, but she will be back in a few minutes before we uh, end the show, hopefully. But I'm here with Mike and uh, Marco. So, uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Did you, Andy, watch the Brack show? Or Marco, too? Did you watch any of those shows? Like I like watched this- Space Ghost, but not like Space when Ghost. it was on. I watched it like... I remember I saw one clip of Space Ghost, and it was from the episode. It was when I was in college and still was getting high all the time. And it was the Fire Ants episode. With, oh, my uh, God. That's so funny. Where he, like... He follows the little ant to the... Yeah. It's his brother. Know. It's his twin brother. That show is fucking amazing. It's like when Conan O'Brien isn't on Saturdays, you can look forward to some stupid-ass Space Ghost stuff. I used to I used to watch new Space Ghost episodes on Saturday nights. Yeah, see, I only caught them like in torrent form, like after the fact. But like, uh, it was that, and it was the um, the one with uh, Bjork and Radiohead. That one's so good. Knifing around, cut, 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 cut knifing around. I went to a screening at a. Um, I think I was at the Museum of Television and Radio, and uh, like I was such a super nerd for this stuff, and like I paid money to go, and they showed black and white table read of one of the episodes amongst uh, another like unreleased episode, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm in a fucking movie theater watching Space Ghost. That might have been like my first time like screening something that wasn't just going to the movies. When I was. In film school, we got to see an early release for some reason because they wanted to show us how they come up with the ratings for movies. So we went to the place. There's a place in Toronto where they screen the movies and come up with the rating for them. And it was for the movie... Uh, it was like the racism movie that had like a bunch of actors in it and like short with the interconnected storylines. I think like Crash. Yes, that's it. Oh, and good. so we... Weird. And so we... <laughs> 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 like I could. How did you know that? <laughs> my description was so vague. Um, no, it wasn't. I, Brent, I was like, oh yeah, Brendan Fraser and Sandra Bullock. Everyone's racist. I know. <laughs> yeah. So we watched that, and then we learned some weird things because we learned how they. First of all, we learned that the ratings board is like three people that are just sort of like these like volunteer workers. Like it was just like some like housewife lady and some old guy and some other person, <laughs> and they also have to review uh, porn. <laughs> And I was like, really? And like, so like when they get the ones that like the official releases and they just say like, yeah, like someone has to sit there and watch them and fast forward. And there was a, there was a note that was pinned up that said, oh, what the hell? It was hilarious. It was like this note that was just like, just note that this is permissible or whatever. And like just some gross, like peeing or something, you know, like just some gross thing that was just like, <laughs> it's just peeing you in know, someone's like, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there's, it was like a little notice like that just to remind people like, like <laughs> Marco. So like, that was a job. So like there's some housewife who'd have to go to this place and literally like watch oh. that movie and like fast forward just wow. to make sure like nothing obscene was happening in it. And I was just like, what a weird job. Other than pissing. Like, that'd be so upsetting. Like, you go to that place and... Uh, anyway, look. Florence is back. Yes, I am. Yeah. Can we call you Flojo from now on? Why Why F- Flojo? Because Florence has the same name as that lady. At least the first name. Who? Florence Griffith Joyner, and a, <laughs> an Olympian. <laughs> Fucking the Olympics. This guy in the goddamn Olympics. <laughs> 
<laughs> Christ. I'm like, I'm looking to my side as if I was talking to like some fucking co-host. <laughs> they just, ah, this guy in his fucking Olympics. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Mom. Did you have a song to play? You said you wanted to play a song. Yeah, I can do some songs. Are we doing song now, or are you asking me if I had a song and like we'll do it in a minute after? Well, some we'll more we'll do a song because we actually got to fucking wind the show down here. But I, I have more yeah. Patreons to read, so I thought we'd play more music. Oh, oh, oh. All right, it's a song. I like this guy, Virtual Man. Online, some places he has Virtual Boy. It's like Virtual Boy ninety two. Whatever, dude, get your shit together. I love you. <laughs> we had this conversation, him and I. I love him a lot. He actually, one of his songs was like the unofficial official vamp song for like my podcast for like a whole year. Mm. But Virtual Man has a new track. It's called Affection, and it makes me feel like I'm watching an 80s movie on mute. Second chances only You've heard it all before If you recall where we faltered There's only sleepless nights and real ideas Of talking, of plans and of holding To wishes and what's real
right, and that was Virtual Man with the track Affection. I said Virtual Man because we're unclear. Is, is it clear that it is man now? On his SoundCloud, yeah. Now I think everything should be Virtual Man, but like in the weird case of like you go to his Twitter, it's the Virtual Boy something. Right, okay. Well, he used to be Virtual Boy and he grew up and now he's Virtual Man. It's Yeah, it's- and he's got a great voice. I gotta highlight my vocal compadres in the synthwave world. Well, listen, it was a cool song and it was uh, brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $10 Club. I'm just gonna read all these out. Uh, look, Fraser Davidson, cool guy. Watch Clark, cool guy. Neverman, cool. I'm not going to do this for everybody. Uh, Neverman's cool. Uh, Joshua Winter, Pump Action, Foreskim, Thundercats, Ho, Dalton Bell, Cat Temper, Albion Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, Andrew Benson, Sarah Buchelman, The Patch Bay. Oh, the the, the Lucasette patch is out now. Go to The Patch Bay and check out the uh, Lucasette patches you can buy for the, um, I think it's the Tal Noisemaker plug-in. I was testing it out. It was fun. Then there's Power Lo- That's a free one, right? Yes. Yeah, I think do most of the patches when they sell for the patch bay, do they try and do it with free synths? It depends. It's not like a I don't think it's a policy of yes or no. Some of them are paid synths and then some of them are free synths. Yeah, so they, yeah, they did the towel noisemaker. Then there's Power Loader, Renton Brax, Barry007, Fucking Slunks, Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, Colin Bennett, Joe Ozone, Will Lowe, and Polly Digital. You guys are cool. And we're back here with the Beyond Synth family. We can probably fucking wind this down. Every time you say wind down, I want to go, it's time to go. Well, then we can all... (laughs) Marco, you started at the bottom. You got to (laughs) go from the top to the bottom. (laughs) Top to the bottom? Yeah. You just sound like a robot who's low on power. Yeah, because he's... he's, I I get it. I get what he's saying. I I don't get it. (laughs) Because when you power down, you got to start high so that w- with your actual voice, you go like the, I'm running out of power, you know, oh. but, but you started low, so you had nowhere to go. No, I started mid, and you then were, I went low. Yeah, you were just kind of like, could someone plug me in? <laughs> I wonder if I can go, like, if I start low, then... I'm running out of power. Oh, it's, it hurts my fucking throat. You sound like you're doing like a, That's like a Thundercats bad guy. Out of power. Out of power. I don't know what to... Uh, Do it. This is my new bad guy voice. Do oh, it. Oh, I think it's the deepest I can go, but it like... Do it. It, it feels like I'm like cranking my neck like a pelican. <laughs> like I've... <laughs> is, cranking. That is so... So random. I like a this pelican. cranking word. Cr- crinkle? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, like, what else? Uh, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> I just Googled crinkle, and I'm getting pictures of cookies. I thought you would get french fries. <laughs> Cookie crinkle. Let me see here. Crinkle. Images. The best part is, just when you go to image search, just type safe search off because it doesn't matter what you type in (laughs) like let's see if i can actually get uh an adult photo if i type in crinkle and then turn safe search off wait how do you oh oh i didn't even realize oh no you work in it shut up no actually this is all cookies (laughs) this is all cookies man i i had i had it off of course you did (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, what? I'm looking at pictures of cookies. I'm not even listening to you guys. Oh, these cookies look so good, though. I was watching Inception, and uh, rather than have the thoughts that I always have of like, was this this, was that that, I found myself feeling, you know, I don't give a fuck whether he was dreaming or not. This whole story was a really great experience. It, it, seemed, it seemed like classic. <laughs> like the sci-fi-ness of it made it seem timeless. And like maybe 200 years in the future, be like, Mommy, tell me a dream about the Inception Dreaming Man. And that's the story. And he's like, Oh, and then they built a whole world with their minds. <laughs> and at the end, we didn't know if they were dreaming or not. Oh, now I can go to bed, Mommy. <laughs> I like when kids put themselves to bed, it makes things a lot easier as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say Leonardo DiCaprio had a little suitcase and he hooked it up to the man and then he went into his dream. I can put myself to bed now, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to end with a mommy. Yeah, yeah mommy. <laughs> mommy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, for uh, me to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, uh, let's fucking, uh, let's bring this show to a halt. So... <laughs> Thanks, uh, Jesus. Yeah. And catch fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, it's always... It's uh, it's always fun to catch up with the synth family. Nope, that's not, what. What are we? We're the family show. We're not the synth family. We are the synth family. Hashtag synth fam. Beyond synth family. Beyond synth family. Yeah. Are we not allowed um, to hashtag synth fam anymore? Is that toxic now? Everything becomes toxic. Too <laughs> toxic. It's problematic. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm sure that there were Mike Mendoza is toxic phases in synthwave, <laughs> and now I'm on the good side again. Somehow. Well, that's nice. It's it's nice that there's uh, there's light at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> Speed. <laughs> the point is, it's always uh, it's always fun to chat with you guys, and we will catch up with you uh, in a few weeks, right? Yep. Thanks, Andy. Take care, everyone. Bye. <laughs> See you, Marco. <laughs> Marco's ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go, man. <laughs> All right, Marco, have one of your turbo slashes and get the fuck out of here. Okay. Nice callback, Florence. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I uh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> sure you do. Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun. Let's not stop. No, we're done. All uh, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> See you. Thank you. Bye. We're, we're fine. Bye. 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 Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Oh, steal some bees. Bye. Bye. I'm hitting stop. I'm gonna go steal some bees. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... time.